Virtual Assistant Podcast, episode number four. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Virtual Assistant Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this podcast is devoted to helping you, the small business owner, the medium-sized business owner, the solopreneur like myself, to become more effective, more efficient, and more profitable in our business through delegating to a virtual assistant. Hey, everybody, I am excited about this week's episode because I am going to be sharing with you an interview with Heather Villa of ContemporaryVA.com. Now, you guys know by now that this podcast is, of course, sponsored by Contemporary VA. The reason I'm excited about having Heather on the show here today is, is honestly, I want to try as much as possible to recreate a conversation that I had with her when I literally pitched the idea of sponsoring this podcast because, you know, I was excited before. You know what? I tell you what, I've already said all this stuff. I said it in the interview, which, by the way, I've recorded before recording the intro. I'm just recording this afterwards. So I tell you what, instead of me doing a lot of talking, the interview is about 40 to 45 minutes in length. I'm going to go ahead and just turn things right over to the interview and let it speak for itself. And without without any further ado, here's the interview that I did with Heather. All right, everybody, I am on the phone with Heather Villa from Contemporary VA. Now, I just want to say it is an honor to have Heather on the phone. Uh, very thankful to have you as a sponsor of the Virtual Assistant Podcast. Heather, welcome to the show. Hi, Cliff. Thank you. Uh, I want to see if we can recreate a little bit of a conversation uh, that you and I had when we first started talking about the sponsorship of this podcast. And you had just, I I mean, I was already excited about having a virtual assistant. I was already excited about sharing uh, the joys of running a business, having the assistance that I need uh, at an affordable cost and without a lot of hassle of worrying about legal ramifications of taxes and all this other stuff. But having that conversation with you that first time really got me excited even more about virtual assistants. And so the first thing I want to ask you is how did you get involved in running a virtual assistant firm? It's a very long story, but I'll make it short. Um, I got involved running a virtual assistant firm by trying to hire virtual assistants to work for me directly, you know, handling my things just like your VA does for you. And I was having no luck. I mean, I was just having, I was going through, you know, I was going through two to three VAs on a monthly basis. I couldn't retain anyone for an extensive period of time. Basically, I'm an accountant. So we had an accountant, accounting and bookkeeping firm um, here in Miami, and we were trying to decrease costs internally and outsource a lot of the work, especially during tax season. You can imagine if we have a, we have a five office suite, you know, in tax season, there's no point in upgrading to a 15 office suite if we can do some things virtually. So we were bringing on these virtual assistants and they either didn't show up to work, they didn't, you know, weren't prompt in the responses, they weren't professional in the responses, they didn't complete tasks, they didn't follow directions. I mean, just a variety of things. And this was me, you know, hiring freelancers, whether it be from Elance or Guru or what have you, you know, just people I could find 
on the web that were supposedly, you know, these VAs. And I was having such bad luck, um, you know, that I said, isn't there a firm out there that can handle this? Because it wasn't that I needed, you know, these perfect VAs, but I at least wanted someone to manage them, meaning I didn't want to have to talk to six different VAs, you know, to isolate one problem or to fix one problem. I would have much rather preferred to call up a manager or a project manager and say, hey, listen, these people aren't doing their job. Just fix it. Um, and I couldn't find one. I couldn't fir- find a firm out there that did that. There were plenty of places that seemed like they were or said they were, but when it turned out they were just placement agencies. So they kind of matched you with the VA, but once you were working with them, they took themselves out of the picture. So basically, I was on a mission to find qualified individuals that wanted to work from home that did not call themselves a VA. I wanted to find individuals that were in the administrative field, that were in corporate America or, you know, brick and mortar businesses that had extensive secretarial and administrative experience and that had significant time at their previous employers, meaning, you know, they they showed dedication and continuity and things like that. And then basically I put ads out, um, you know, all over the United States and, you know, in various papers and online to find these people, bring them on board and explain to them and teach them what a virtual assistant was. So basically I made my own virtual assistants and it ended up working out so well that it kind of evolved, you know, we, we implemented training programs, we implemented expanding, then we just decided or began to start providing admin services kind of complementary to our bookkeeping and accounting services. And eventually, after seven years, it just branched off into you know its own entity. Wow! So, so this own entity is that the beginning of Contemporary VA? Then, yes, that is the beginning of Contemporary VA. And so, how long ago did did Contemporary uh, VA come into existence? Contemporary VA was IEC Professionals was our accounting firm, and basically. At the beginning of 2009, I said, okay, Contemporary VA was too vast. It got to the point where our, our CVA, which is Contemporary VA staff, you know, was three to one for, for heads as far as employees or staff to our accounting firm. So at the beginning of 2009, we broke it off into its own entity. All right. So it was 2009. So you've got a little bit of experience in managing this thing. I mean, does it get crazy for, for you? Do you handle this or how, how does the administration of all of these VAs work out? We have a really good hierarchy. Um, we have, of course, myself at top and then I have my own virtual assistant who works for me full time. I always feel that's important to tell people, you know, everyone talks to my assistant and they're like, but it seems like she works for you forever. She does, but she is virtual. In other words, I'm not trying to sell you a service that I don't myself use. So I have my own virtual assistant that works for me 40 hours a week, and she basically can act in my absence. Um, you know, she's been trained at a ma- managerial level to, you know, to make decisions or make calls in my place should I not be around. So I don't have to be married to my computer. And then underneath me, we have a general manager and a project manager. Um, the general manager handles the non-client side. That would be in regards to payroll, um, handling the accounting, handling human resources, you know, not handling, but managing all of those staff, managing our sales staff, anything that's, you know, not directly client related. And then our project manager is 
in charge of handling everything that's client-related. Underneath her, we have what we call client advocates, and these are individuals that um, we, we pair up. Uh, generally, after you're with us for three to six months, um, we pair you up with a client advocate, and this client advocate is dedicated to making you happy. As you know, their name is, that's all they're supposed to do. So our, our project manager oversees the client advocates and oversees the virtual assistants. And, um, you know, basically make sure it all runs. The project manager has the, has the big job. She's got the, the, the very big job. So, okay, you th- threw something out there, this idea that you have a virtual assistant who works for you 40 hours a week. What's the difference for those listening uh, between having an employee that works for you for 40 hours a week and having a virtual assistant who, well, works for you 40 hours a week? Oh, it's so, it's so great. <laughs> okay, first off, I'm the type of person that I keep a very odd schedule, okay? I'm most prime and productive at 5 o'clock in the morning. I get up, you know, around 4.35 a.m., I have breakfast, I do exercise, and I start my work. I like to work before people normally get into the office. Um, and then I'm, I, you know, I, I continue through until about 10 a.m., and then I have my down, my slump time until later on the evening after dinner and after, you know, my niece is in bed and everything. So having a VA, I specifically look for someone that like to keep my type of hours. My VA gets up at 4 a.m. and she uh, immediately begins her work. By the time I've gotten on my computer at 5.30 in the morning, you know, I already have a lot of work done, my schedule planned out for the day and all my appointments booked. Now, she doesn't work an eight-hour shift entirely. She takes breaks and she takes her children to soccer practice. She makes lunch. She picks her child up from school. She takes her child to school. She makes sure her husband's lunch is made. You know, when, when he goes off to work, um, she cooks dinner at four o'clock. So she doesn't work for me, you know, for eight hours straight, but she'll work for me in two to three-hour batches throughout the day, starting at 4 a.m. Now, just to say, again, I specifically you know, looked for and sought out someone that could keep the type of hours that, that I kept. Um, so, so basically I have her for eight hours a day and sometimes it goes up to 10. I think one day during tax season, she actually logged 13 hours and you know, it's, she's there for everything that I need. I mean, just like I would, you know, if you have an in-house secretary, you pick up the phone and you say, Hey, get this for me or do this for me or do that for me. She does it. She does everything like that, except I send an email or I pick up the phone or I grab her on chat on Skype and she handles it all. And so she only works for you, obviously. Only works for me. Yes. And and I guess, is it correct that she's actually self-employed? Actually, I have turned her into a full-time employee. She's officially on salary with me. Okay. But, but she works out of her home. But she works out of her home. So, so she is now a full-time employee. But, but before, before the transition of having, an, uh, uh, f- having her on as full-time, she was at a part, point in time, she was an independent contractor to you. Is that how that works? Yes. She originally started only working about five hours a week. You know, I was, I was hesitant to, <laughs> you know, dive in and give my whole workload off to somebody. Um, in addition, it, it's interesting to point out when she came on with me, she had never worked virtually and she hadn't ever worked in any type of internet business. So she didn't have, you know, any robust experience in WordPress or a Weber or one shopping cart or blogging or podcasting. Um, so, so I needed to teach her the skills that, that I needed her to know, you know, for me. But she originally started at about five hours a week and it slowly increased. She's been with me for a year now. And I would say about six months in is when she hit her 40 hour a week mark. 
Excellent. And you know, I I want to I want to bring that up for just a moment. I, I love this about contemporary VA. I I had never considered when thinking about for the very first time hiring a virtual assistant that I was actually going to even go for a retainer package. As a matter of fact, I remember when I was contacted by Andrea uh, uh-huh. to who is my VA. Uh, to go to the website and check out and see what you guys were all about and read up on you guys. I, I, I saw the different services that you offered and I, am I, you have two or three services. We have three services. I saw that you had three and one of which was a retainer package. And I'm like, I no, know. no way. You, <laughs> no. I'm, I'm not even sure if I want to dip my toe in the water yet. And all of a sudden it's like there's this option to like, oh, I'm on the hook for a contract. Tell me about that. Well, let me explain first off that I hate contracts. I hate month to month anything. Like if I can, you know, when you subscribe to something, you can pay monthly or pay for a year. I'd rather just pay for the year and be done with. Um, but I'm, I hate anything that is month to month or, or contractual wise. If it doesn't work after three months, I want to leave. So while we say we have a retainer plan, we are a little bit flexible. One, we only require that you give us one month notice and you can cancel at any time. So we're not going to, if you have a year agreement with us, we're not going to, you know, some places will make you pay the balance of your contract if you cancel. That's not us. We just ask for you to give us 30 days notice. You know, likewise, if for any reason we needed to, to terminate you, not that that normally happens, but just say we would give you the same courtesy. Um, so you can cancel the retainer agreement at any time. Now, the reason that we have the retainer plan and the reason that we push retainer plan. I won't lie. If you call us, we are going to push the retainer plan. It is not for, you know, it's not to cheat people. It's not to trick people. It's because of this. I have worked with virtual assistants now for 10 years. I have trained myself numerous and I have trained people to train them. The only way that you are successful with the VA is if you treat them as your partner or your friend. Now, not meaning, you know, oh, you know, I scratch my back, you scratch yours, friend, but you get to know them. This cannot be a a, a thing where you toss a bunch of files on your desk and you don't talk to them. You, You need to get to know them. And our smallest package, our smallest retainer is 20 hours a month. And if you think in, in work days, that's only, about, that's only about one hour a day because there's only 20, you know, 20 to 22 days in a month that are Monday through Friday. So you think about it. We're basically, we're trying to force you into, when you go to this plan into making sure you use your VA. Because what happens is if you sign up for one of our lesser plans, you forget about them. When you have this constant reminder, this reminder, this retainer that you're paying every month, it kind of puts you in the mindset, I need to make sure I use my VA. And that one hour a day is enough to begin building a relationship with your VA. So let me give you an example. We had one client that was with us for nine months and stayed on one of our prepaid plans where they buy five hours you know, worth of time and they use it as they need. It never expires, but you know it you don't have to use it in a, in a short period of time. No, we had one client for nine months. And you, when they left us, they said, I'm going to go. I'm, we're leaving because we're going to hire an in-house employee. And I said, well, can I ask why? And they said, well, you know, I just, virtual is not for me. I can't fathom the things. It's always a second thought. It's always an afterthought. You know, sometimes I'm sitting here, I'm doing this work myself, and I think, I could have given that to my VA, but only afterwards. So, and that's, 
why? Because we used to have retainer plans that were a bit higher. We didn't start out at 20 hours. We, we had a, a, a higher plan. That's why I thought and I push and I train my salespeople to explain to, you know, two clients or two people that are interested that the retainer plan is going to kind of make you obligated to use your VA to really utilize them. And the reason being that so you can build that partnership and they can contribute to your business and they can help you. The VA should not feel like an obligation, meaning you shouldn't feel like, oh God, I've got to give my VA something to do today. They need to feel like your partner and they need to compliment you. And in order to achieve that success, in order to achieve that level, you have to spend a little bit of time with them, more than five hours every couple of months. Well, I'll tell you, if Andrea would not have uh, really told me about the idea and, and the benefits of having a 20-hour um, retainer, I certainly wouldn't have gone that way. I, I definitely, when I first read about it, I, I definitely was not interested. She had mentioned to me, and she, I mean, it's not necessarily that I felt for, forced or coerced into it. it. She gave me all the options and said, all of these are available to you. Uh, but she made a compelling case, and I really thought about it long and hard for about a week and a half, two weeks, and finally made the decision, you know what, I need to do this. I'm going to do this. And I will, I will say to anybody listening, if I would not have so, uh, signed up for the 20-hour-a-month retainer, I'm just going to say I can't tell you what would have happened for certain because, well, obviously, I didn't go the other path. But I can't imagine that I would still be using a VA today. And, and do you find that, that the package is forcing you to make sure that, you know, you, you, you get, you know, you build that relationship with them because that's our goal. It's not to make it feel like an obligation, but it's kind of, so it's always on your mind. Well, so it, you, you know. I was, for me, I wasn't necessarily going to not build a relationship one way or the other. I, I, I mean, obviously I have a great uh, virtual assistant who is more than willing to, to even extend and build on that relationship, even outside of the number of hours that I pay her. She, she oftentimes, she'll, she'll even say, hey, I'm not billing you for today's call, but let's talk for a little bit. And, and I love those kind of things. It's just amazing. But this, this, is what it, this is the way that I saw it. It's like, listen, I'm paying for this and this is an investment in my uh-huh. business. And, and with all anything that I do that's an investment, I want to make sure I get the maximum return. And, it, and so therefore, the fact that I actually paid X number of dollars at the beginning of the month, it's like, okay, now what did that give me? It gave me this resource and I better use that resource effectively, exactly. efficiently. And, and by golly, why am I stressing out when I have this resource to take some of the stress off of my shoulders? And, and, I, and, and, and the fact that it's just a flat monthly fee and I don't have to worry about, you know, it's like, well, how many hours am I racking up and, and, and stuff like that? It's like, listen, I've already committed. I'm doing at least this much. And so mm-hmm. it took that stress off my shoulders. It's like, listen, I've, I'm, I'm throwing it out there. 20 hours, boom. I, I want that each month. And, and it has really helped me to let go of some things that I never would have let go of otherwise. And, and, that's, and that's what it's all about. And if I may, I don't want to turn this into an episode where we're plugging CVA. But if I may, remember what I said that when I was originally trying to hire VAs for me, I was having a lot of continuity problems. Um, so when we came, when we created CVA, I thought to myself, what can be resolutions for these continuity problems? I mean, how can we prevent this? Because I can't bind these VAs to work with me forever. 
So they might one day leave and there's nothing I can do to control that. So I need to find ways to protect you from not experiencing the problems that I once experienced. But I only offer those ways when you're on the retainer plan. So I don't know if you know, I'm sure you do, but you get the the manual at no cost. All the work is done on the manual at no cost to you. Um, And then, of course, you get your fully trained backup. Remember that Andrea, after 60 days of working with you, begins to train a backup. And again, the training is at no cost to you. So if and when Andrea ever goes on vacation or gets sick or has an emergency or leaves, you already have another VA that is knowledgeable in your task that's been fully trained and she has the manual to go by for reference. Absolutely. And, and, and I know that you're not interested in this being a, a you know, quote unquote advertisement for CVA. I, I, on the other hand, am a little bit interested in that, if you don't mind, because I am excited about CVA and I want my audience and, and, and a, a majority of my audience are people who have been following me for years and are interested in the things that I've, I've found that have made me successful. And I, I really do believe CVA is a large part of that. Um, so I, I, I would love for you to talk just a little bit more about this manual because this is this is really cool. Okay. Well, first off, let me say that what CVA does, what I'm getting ready to tell tell everyone is if you do not work for CVA, that's fine. You can still have this. Just make sure that any virtual assistant that you hire does this for you. Now, of course, they'll probably charge you, but this will help resolve issues that sometimes comes, you know, just along. It's part of the virtual assistant territory. So what we do is we basically create an operations manual for all of our clients. And the reason being is, you know, what happens if, you know, just everything explodes? I mean, what happens if, if your VA's internet goes down and your, v, and your backup VA is on vacation and my project manager who is familiar with the account is, you know, without internet access? I mean, you know, think of worst case scenario. Or what happens if you leave us? What happens if you say, that's it, you know, I want to leave? Uh, and it might be because you're bringing an employee. It might be because you found a cheaper solution. It might be because we're just not working for you anymore. What is happening to all of this knowledge that uh, your VA or Andre, I'm going to just use her name so I don't have to keep saying VA, but what is happening to all this knowledge that she has in her head? What is happening to all the information, all the work that she knows how to do, everything that you've trained her on, everything that we've trained her on in regards to your task? So we created operations manual. Any and everything that your VA has to do for you routinely, in other words, if you send her a one-off thing like find me you know, a portable telephone you know, with 5.6 gigahertz technology or what have you, she's not going write to write down that type of stuff. But anything that she does for you on a repetitive basis such as updating your blog, sending out your newsletter, um, entering products into one shopping cart, um, handling customer service with your support desk or your forms, handling your email, processing orders, any of those things, reports, she's going to create an operations manual. And she is going to create a step-by-step, I mean, literally, we call it the keep it simple stupid, a step-by-step manual with photos, with screenshots of everything that she does. And after we work with you for 60 days, you know, so she has a chance to familiarize herself with your tasks. She begins building on that manual. And then it's revisited every 90 days thereafter to add to it in case new work has come up or things have changed. Now, again, it's, it's a document. We turn it into Word and PDF, and it outlines step-by-step step one. Go to, you know, www.oneshoppingcart.com. Two, here is the username and password. 
three. He maintains his products here. These are the products that are relevant to this. I mean, everything that needs to that you know is need needed to know. And again, we we make sure it's updated every ninety days. And as well as if and when you decide to leave us, we update it one last time to make sure it's completely current. Now, what this does is it offers you several things. One, you never feel married to your VA, and that means a lot of people sometimes. We've had clients come on with us that say, "I really want to hire you guys, but my other VA knows how to do all the work, and I don't know what it is that she does. I mean, she just does so much stuff. I don't know exactly what it is that she does, and I don't have time to train you guys how to do it. So how can we make that work? Because I also don't want to have to pay my VA to train you guys. Well, think about it. If their previous VA had been building an operations manual of all the work that she was doing and had it up to date, it would just be a matter of that client taking her operations manual and bringing it to us. So we do that so that when you leave us, you have this operations manual to take with you. We don't want you to ever feel bound to work with us because of necessity. We want you to feel bound to work with us because you enjoy working with us, and that's the only way to have a productive relationship. So we make sure that these manuals are created so that you can take with you. And just to be honest, in case of emergency, like I said, you always have a backup. But in case your backup's not trained you know, or not around, if they're on vacation as well, or there's double emergency, just in case we have that manual to to refer to. That is, it, and and folks, let me tell you, it it I, I'm thankful so far that I haven't come into that to that situation. But to know that that manual exists. And if my virtual assistant it has to go on vacation or there's a, some kind of crisis, uh, family crisis or something that she has to deal with for a couple of days or even a couple of weeks to know that there's this document that exists uh, where I've spent literally hours upon hours over the course of weeks and months training my virtual assistant how to do tasks that that really, you know, pretty much anybody could do. But man, it takes hours and hours to train. To know that there's a document with photos, screenshots, and step-by-step instructions, um, to know that that can you know be handed off to somebody else within your firm without me worrying about it. It, it, I mean, I tell you, it just really peace of mind. It is. That's what it is. It's the peace of mind, and it's a less thing that I. It's one less thing that I need to be stressed out and worried about. And and in running your own business, that certainly is worth a lot. And and the fact that you guys don't charge for that. Now, CVA, I would assume, pays my uh, VA to do that though, right? Yes. Yes, we do. We compensate them for all training and all manual time, but we do not pass that cost on to the client. Now, uh, you have two other packages that are not the uh, retainer package. Can you explain those, what they are? Sure. The next package below the retainer is what we call the pay-as-you-go package. And this package is a little bit higher per hour, the reason being because you're not making a commitment to us, so to speak. Um, The pay-as-you-go has an agreement or has a contract, but you can cancel it any time with no notice. So you could call us today and say, I don't want to use you anymore, and that's fine. We just, you know, terminate it in in part ways. Um, However... Can I interrupt you? Why a contract if it can be canceled at any time? Just curious. To clearly outline what we're going to give you for what you're paying us so that there's no confusion. Good. Well, unfortunately, we get people that hire VA and think that we can, you know, create a web web application software, (laughs) you know, and and we're, you know, it clearly outlines what you're going to receive from us, you know what you're going to pay per hour, the response time you're going to get, the types of tasks that we can complete, 
you are right, should you have a problem, it outlines their customer satisfaction guarantee. That, so it's that, just to outline exactly what we're going to provide to you. That, that is important to understand for folks that might just quickly glance because I, I was looking at it, I'm like, why on earth, why, why in the world a contract when you don't need to be obligated to it and for any reason and 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 that that answer is perfect because I do remember going through the contract and reading it line by line and saying what in the world am I signing here like what kind mm-hmm. of I need a I need a VA so I could actually have somebody read this and, and, it, and it is it's unfortunately it's tons of stuff but we don't want there to be any surprises now no. we make sure that we're talking to you to point out you know the summaries but we want to make sure you know for example we will not charge for long distance calls we will not charge for faxes we will not charge but if we have to make international calls on your behalf, you maybe build those if they're extensive. So we, we want to make sure to outline all that so that there aren't any surprises. This is this is good stuff. And I'm thankful that you said that. And matter of fact, I think I think that that's going to be very helpful to anybody who's in my community who will listen to this and look at your site. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, that makes sense now. Mm-hmm. Very good. All right. Uh, so continue on. I apologize for interrupting, but I, this no, that was no on problem. my head. So the, the pay as you go package. So um, we, we do require deposit. Um, it's, a, it's a $195 deposit, and that's basically to get started on your account. Um, and it, it is a security for us. Um, unfortunately, you know, a lot of times in the past, we've got started on an account, and, and then we have no security there. So we, we do require a deposit on signing. There's a minimum of 10 hours a month. Um, but you can use it however, however you see fit, and it's not paid in advance. It's paid at the end of the month. So um, what would happen is you would you know, use your VA as needed, and on the 15th and the 30th of every month, you would get a bill. As long as you used at least 10 hours in that month, no problem. If you didn't use 10 hours in that month, then on the 30th of the month, we would, we would charge the difference to make 10 hours. And the, the pay-as-you-go plan entitles you to, to you know, the same service, the same quality service, the same customer satisfaction guarantee that you get, you know, in every other plan. The main difference is, is that we do not provide the manual or the backup um, trainee free of cost. We can still perform these services for you, but they will be, be billed for the time spent. And that we don't guarantee rush turnaround. Retainer clients have a right um, to have a, a 24-hour or less rush turnaround on tasks, whereas pay-as-you-go clients... Um, we ask them to give us at least 24 hours notice for, you know, any extensive project. Excellent. And then what's, what's the third package that you have? The third pl- package is a bit different. Um, and what it basically is, it's for people that need one-time or very sporadic virtual assistant help. These are the type of individuals that, you know, they may have a big product project. They might have a product launch or they might have a research project or a word, you know, a desktop publishing project. And what this is, is that you buy blocks of time in five-hour increments. So it could be five hours or 10 hours or 15 hours, 20 hours, however much you want. And you're assigned a project manager, not a virtual assistant. You are assigned a project manager. The project manager works with you to outline the scope of your work. And then your work is turned into you by the project manager. And this whole time, the project manager is managing and or handling whatever virtual assistants that might be doing the work. The benefit of this plan, there's no agreement at all. There's no contract at all. Um, and that, you know, at, at five, five hours, you can start. And you're not, you know, it, we don't refund the monies. Once the monies are earned, they're non-refundable. 
but you can use them at any time. They don't expire. So if you purchase five hours now and you used an hour now, in a year you could use the other four hours. There's absolutely no monthly minimums or anything like that. Now, a lot of people say, well, you know, I really want a virtual assistant. Why am I working with the project manager? Why am I not speaking to the virtual assistant? The reason being is that because this plan is so sporadic and we don't have any commitments, our virtual assistants are assigned clients, you know, to a certain you know, amount that they can handle. For example, Cliff, if, if you upped your retainer to, let's say, 100 hours, Andre would all of a sudden be very booked and we couldn't give her anyone else. You understand? So the prepaid clients, which is the third package, we have the project managers manage and assign to whatever virtual assistant has time available. Right. Very cool. I, th- I mean, so you basically, you have a plan that would pretty much fit just about anybody's needs. Correct. And uh, now I've heard the, ter- I've, you know, since I've started this podcast and have interviewed some other folks, I've heard that, you know, some people offer up some, you know, phraseology that I had not heard before. Obviously, I have heard a virtual assistant, but somebody uh, had mentioned a distinction between vir- virtual assistant and virtual specialist, uh, meaning somebody who is specialized. They, they, they are pr- more proficient in one area. Exactly. And, and that's good and that's bad. Um, and I'll tell you why. One, I'm so happy that there's some type of, of difference because unfortunately virtual assistance is getting, you know, this weird, you know, people are assuming or they're getting this impression that this is a person that can do everything from writing to accounting to bookkeeping to web design. I mean, that's everyone thinks they hire a virtual assistant and that virtual assistant can do everything. Um, you know, I, we actually had, <laughs> we actually had a, a, a client the other day um, that requested a virtual assistant that um, completed a specific type of, of craft, a specific type of, of arts and craft. Uh, and, I, you know, I said, well, we don't have a VA that, that does that type of, you know, art. Well, I need a VA with, that, does, that has a skill and does this type of art. You know, it, it just wasn't possible for us. And I, I hated to say no, but a VA can't do everything. Right. So... Your, the company that you're associating with, they're, they're differentiating, or they're, the company that you're speaking about, they're differentiating, and that's good, that's good. A virtual assistant is somebody that performs administrative tasks virtually. And then there are other people, whatever they may be called. The company you're speaking of calls them a virtual specialist. We call them senior virtual assistants at CVA. We do have them. And these are people that have specialties. Um, a lot of specialties that we deal with are bookkeepers, people that you know are certified bookkeepers or certified QuickBooks Pro advisors, paralegals, um, we, we ha- people that are more advanced in, in PHP and HTML technologies. They you know might not be the, the best program in the world, but they can develop websites, um, graphic designers. Um, and then we also have project managers. These are these are VAs that just have an insane skill level in project management, delegation, and just overall general management. So these are just some of the things. We also have transcriptionists. And again, that's not to say that our our virtual assistants don't have these skills. These are just people that specialize and have very high skills in these specific areas. And their skills are so more advanced that they're a little bit more expensive. and, you know, if you need somebody with a very advanced level of, you know, of, of a specific skill set, we can turn to them and they can handle your project for you. Just to give you an example, um, 
almost every virtual assistant can transcribe um, a simple you know, phone conversation or what have you. But it takes a really experienced transcriptionist to transcribe a meeting of eight people. Right. Um, you know, so that's, that's, that's a difference. So, okay, very good. And so the question I have for you is, let's just say you have somebody like myself on a retainer package and I have my virtual assistant. She's excellent and she does so many different things. And that happens to be the absolute truth uh, for myself. But let's just say I do have a task that probably, you know, Andrea could do. But honestly, there's somebody out there that already could do this so efficiently that it would, I mean, just out of the world, they would just be able to knock this one out of the park. Does Andrea does Andrea have the opportunity to go and and get some advice and tips on how she could do that better, or is there a possibility that somebody like uh, myself with CVA would have you know be able to make use of both my virtual assistant and a specialist? Exactly. So, what happens? We we prefer to be cost effective for our clients, and we don't want to force any client to go into, you know, to go to a senior virtual assistant. So what we suggest to our VAs is anytime that they feel that something's out of their area of expertise or needs a level of expertise that they don't have, um, that they advise the client of the senior virtual assistant option. There's no agreement to sign. There's no additional retainer hours to be bought. Whatever your usage is, is just billed, you know, in minute increments at $35 an hour. So if you were working with Andrea and you gave her, using that same transcription example, let's say you gave her a podcast that she had to transcribe of eight people. Um, and she said, well, Cliff, I can't, I can't tell the voices of the eight people. I, can't, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't have the re- proper software to, to slow down, et cetera, et cetera. She could send it over to the transcription, to the, the senior virtual assistant, and the senior virtual assistant would you know, complete it in a couple hours, send it back to Andrea. Right. And, and Andrea would turn it into you, and, and you would be billed at the end of the month for, for those, you know, small amount of hours that you used with her. There's no commitment. You don't have to use senior virtual assistants every month. Um, you don't have to retain a minimum usage. We understand that these type of VAs are on an as-needed basis. Likewise, however, you also asked if Andrea could speak to the individuals to get more help or guidance. We're a team at CVA. We, we enforce that and we spend hours a week and staff meeting attempting to enforce that. We have staff meetings where we play games. Um, we, we try to make sure that everyone feels a, a, a team. Everybody knows everybody. We have a, we have a corporate messenger um, where only the only people that are allowed to, the only people that have access to our messenger program are our contractors, our VAs, or our employees. So they're required to be on this messenger um, throughout the day when they're working. So they randomly, I mean, if, if somebody has... For example, let's just, let's just say one VA is doing a one shopping cart project for somebody and they don't understand how to upload digital products. Well, they'll ping another VA right on Messenger and say, hey, you know, so-and-so, can you help me with this? So our VAs help each other all the time. And that's one of the things that I think, I believe, you might have to ask them, but I believe that the VAs love is they feel like they have this huge wealth of knowledge mm-hmm. that's standing behind them. So they feel so much more confident in everything that they do. We encourage our VAs to put videos and tips and tricks and tutorials in a private wiki that we have. And I mean, every week when I log in there, I just see more stuff and more knowledge accumulating. So these VAs are really working together. I mean, we have a staff of about 30 right now. These VAs are really working together and just sharing their knowledge. So I would say most definitely, if you needed something, Andre would exert all options or you know all possibilities first to gain the knowledge or get the knowledge that you know she would need to complete your task. 
I, I would love to just give an example of, of how I, I've seen that be true. Um, I recently made a switch from QuickBooks desktop to QuickBooks online just to make it easier for my VA uh, or for Andrea to be able to access my QuickBooks and do some uh, minor bookkeeping for me. And there was something that happened that was out of the usual, out of the ordinary. And, uh, you know, I had asked her about it and she says, no, I, I'm certain that that wasn't something that, you know, I had gone into and, and, it, and I could tell that it, it wouldn't have been, it was just really odd. Um, and, and it was just something that pretty much happened on a one-time deal. And basically without charging me without anything, she, she went into high gear and started researching, you know, what on earth, what happened here? You know, did I do something? And she, she got in touch with some other folks in C, within ZVA that are proficient in QuickBooks and QuickBooks online. And turned out that she found, you know, that, you know, hey, there are there there are some documented situations where, you know, in this certain circumstance, something like that will happen. And here's the solution. And I didn't ask her to do that. She went out and did it on her own. She went out and got information from somebody who does this stuff all the time. And she came back to me and she says, this is what I found. And she and she says, and by the way, I'm not billing you for this. Uh huh. It's just out of this world. I, 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 I'm telling you, I'm, I'm a huge fan. So, and, and I really hope, I really hope, and I think, like I said, I really believe that this makes the VAs all more proficient. I just feel I'm the type of person that I, I believe that the more confident you are, the better job you do. And I think that our team, I mean, I've had re, you know, incidents where new VAs that come on, they'll email me and they'll say, I just want to let you know that I've tried to be a VA before and it never worked, but coming on board with you, this is awesome. They just feel like they, they have this team, like they have a whole bunch of support behind them. And that's what people need. And also, I mean, we all work alone in our offices. So bringing to, together this community with this messenger program and with the, the weekly staff meetings, it's not so much that we're working virtually. You know, I mean, we all know each other. We all know each other by first name. We, we talk to each other. Everybody knows who's having kids and sending Christmas gifts and, and secret Santas. So it, it really has developed into a great organizational cult- culture. And I'm hoping that that's showing through on the clients. It, it, it's definitely showing through in, in my experience. So I, I just want to say, I, I'm, you know, again, I'm a fan. Well, hey, you know, we're already at 40 minutes here in our, our discussion. Um, I would love to invite you on again, maybe in a month or two down the road uh, to, to talk about how it is that you go about hiring virtual assistants and how it is that you train them. Because you and I have had that conversation in the past and it was definitely an eye-opening situation. Uh, there's so many more things to discuss. But I do want to end our discussion asking one big thing. And, and again, it came up in your conversation here. It was, it was very funny for you to say this. And, and, and you said, you know, I don't want to turn this into a commercial for CVA. And I love that. I love that. That's your approach. Um, it, you're the first pr- sponsor that I have ever had for any of the podcasts that I've produced where you say, I'm not looking for a specific return on investment, but obviously there's got to be a reason why you signed up as a sponsor and are paying, you know, an undisclosed amount, but a, 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 a sizable amount to monthly support this content being produced. Why? Well, when it was brought up to me, the option, um, I carefully considered and I, and I analyzed basically how you did things. Um, and I see you run a lot of podcasts. I don't know how you keep them straight, but you do. I realized that a lot of your podcasts are on subscriptions. And I felt that this specific podcast needed to be available for the entire public. And I, I believe that 
in order to do that possible, you need a sponsor. And what better person to sponsor than a VA? What better person to sponsor, you know, than a VA company that you, whom you're working with? But my goal is, and the reason I said it needs to be available to the public is because there's nothing like it of this kind. Um, there are so many inconsistencies or misconceptions or misguided efforts and advice into this virtual in- assistant industry that I'm really hoping that, that you and your investigations and your interviews and, and, and speaking to a variety of VAs and VA firms will really start to open everybody's you know, eyes and ears up to the industry and know that it's a viable industry. This is not something that is new. This is something that has been around for a decade. It's just now in the past couple of years becoming widely known. And you know, you're going to hear horror stories and you're going to hear good stories. And you know, just by getting more attention and more publicity to the industry as a whole, I'm hoping that we'll get better feedback and we'll start hearing better, better good stories versus horror stories. Because now, really, if you look on the internet, you don't, you don't see a lot of positive feedback from clients that are successful. Absolutely. Well, I'll tell you what, I, I believe that this podcast will der- definitely bring that. Obviously, uh, I'm sharing my experiences as I go along and I'm inviting people who are successful, have tips, have tricks and, and ways of delegating that, that would open our, our eyes and our minds to the possibilities that exist. Uh, it's great. And, and, and the other thing that I love about the having you on as a sponsor and the fact that you are so eager to have me not just highlight CVA, 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 but you're totally okay with me bringing on, let's say, a, a Gilbert Ballou who has a virtual assistant firm that does nothing but hire people out of the Philippines. And you're okay with me bringing on somebody who is a virtual assistant who does it freelance and completely on her own and who wants to explain the benefits of hiring somebody like her to do that. And and, and, and it, it just really frees me up to really express all the possibilities that are out there. It, completely. I One thing I always tell people, and you know, I every once in a while, if, if, if people call a company or, or attempt to you know, speak with their sales department, every once in a while they'll get me because we, we do a rotation sometimes. Um, but what I tell people <laughs> is a virtual assistant is like a bathing suit. You can try on 50 and only one of them are going to fit and one of them you're going to like. So it could very well be that CVA is not the company for you. And that's fine. And that I'm okay with that. And I understand that. And I know that. But that doesn't mean you need to shy away from the, using a virtual assistant. Likewise, you could have had, had an experience with another VA. And that VA wasn't right for you. Don't shy away from CVA. The virtual assistant industry has so many benefits. You just have to embrace it. Heather, thank you very much for being on the show. And I'm sure that, uh, you know, several episodes down the road, we'll have you on again. Great. Thank you for having me. Well, everybody, that is my interview with Heather Villa from Contemporary VA, also the sponsor of the Virtual Assistant Podcast. Want to say, say thank you to each and every one of you for subscribing to this podcast and want to say again, thank you for all the wonderful feedback that we're getting here. If you want to leave feedback for the show, you can do that 24 hours a day, seven days a week on our feedback listener hotline. It's a voicemail service that you can call anytime at 859-795-4067. Again, that number 859-795-4067. And don't forget, you can also leave comments on the uh, show notes, blog posts over at virtualassistantpodcast.com. Anyway, I'll be back again with another episode next week. And until then, folks, join the community. 